everybody. Yep. Welcome to a new episode of DFV. I am Black Cinephile. I am AKA Brad. That is AKA Brad. How you doing today, Brad? I am doing great today. Uh, it's a nice weekend. We've been getting some nice weather up here in Michigan now. A little bit warmer. Uh, so the, ta- the tables have turned. Meanwhile, I'm over here getting the residue from Hurricane Ian. Oh, that's right. You're kind of like on the tail end of that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I my my thoughts and prayers go out to those that really suffered the brunt of it. But um, we got a lot of wind and rain. And, uh, you know, this is kind of like our first time dealing with like, uh, I guess, hurricane residue in, in, in the Carolinas. So we had, mm-hmm. I had asked a friend who was already living down here. I said, uh, my apartment complex is sending me stuff like, hey, listen, we're not saying evacuate, but if you want to leave, <laughs> take your pets with you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, should we be evacuating? She says, I mean, unless you're scared of a little wind and rain, you're from Michigan, aren't you? I was like, well, yeah, but, you know, we don't get we don't get hurricane warnings. I like that. It's almost the reverse of like snow up here where people will be like, it's going to snow. We should like go get groceries to make sure that we're OK. It's like it's only going to be two feet. What's the problem? <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, Michigan. Like that's just that's another day. Yeah, it's that that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, thankfully enough, we're pretty all right. You know, it came and went in one day, and that was that was good. That's good. I know that for the most part, uh, some people I know they lost power, and that's about it from it. So luckily, everybody I know is safe from it. I thought that was going to happen to us, but, you know, I don't think any trees fell down around here. But I have heard of people. There's like a few people in the Carolinas that uh, lost some power. OK, that doesn't surprise me, though. It just takes one tree falling to take out, you know, a block for power and everything. Right, right. I got you. Uh, all right, man. So we got a we got an interesting one here. I mean, surprisingly enough, two of these films are films I've kind of. Put off. I don't want to say out. I, I had planned to watch them at some time, at some point, but I kind of put them off because I'm like, eh, these seem by the numbers. Uh, but we got two films that are uh, adapted from popular video games. You know, we got uh, we got Tomb Raider from 2018, starring um, Alicia Vikander, and we got Uncharted from uh, 2022, uh, starring Tom Holland and uh, Marky Mark. Yes, Marky Mark. Maki Mark. Maki Mark. From Boston. <laughs> um, oh, brother. Yeah, this uh, is an episode that uh, every time we had a different kind of lineup for a week, we kept pushing this off. And I feel like you were coming up with movie, you know, scenarios <laughs> just so we could be like, you know what? I know we had this one lined up for this week, but maybe we should do, I don't know, some J-Lo thrillers. Or how about this movie about talking episode. cats? Or <laughs> That was a good episode, though. The J-Lo thrillers was a good one. It was. Uh, you know, I didn't just pull that out of a hat. Uh, J-Lo got some good movies. But um, I don't know. Yeah, For man. a while, it seemed like you had a notebook and you were just like, what else can I throw at him to keep pushing this episode back so we don't have to I do low- this? <laughs> I low-key almost said, hey, Hocus Pocus 2 just came out. <laughs> let's, let's watch one and two together. Anything but Maki Mark. Anything but Maki Mark. 
Nah, man, but I knew we was eventually going to watch it. It's all good. You know, part of part of the reason I love doing the show with you is that um, it pushes me to watch movies that I would usually put off. Oh, yeah. And about eight times out of ten, I'm glad that I didn't put it off. Yeah, every once in a while, uh, it, it definitely hits on both sides here that uh, we're pushing each other to watch stuff that normally we wouldn't have caught otherwise. It's like that opening. I, I think we still have it on the podcast, uh, on the audio podcast, but the opening where uh, you're like, hey, uh, we get to do this thing. And I'm like, oh, oh that thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our original intro. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, all right, man. You want to just hop right into it? Uh, yeah. But uh, for this one, I was kind of thinking chronological order. Sure, sure. Why okay. not? You know, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm down for anything. I put this off long enough. We might as well go chronological. Yeah, I mean, I think it just makes sense since Tomb Raider was the original game that later inspired Uncharted. So it kind of it, it all works out. I didn't out. know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Tomb Raider was a huge inspiration for the Uncharted games. That's good to know. All right, man. Uh, well, I'll let you take it over for uh, TR. Yes. So Tomb Raider follows the story of Laura Croft, played by Alicia Vikander, who her father has gone off on an adventure when she was only 10 years old and disappeared. And so seven years later, we're now following her as or no, it's now when she was 14, he left because she's now 21. So seven years later, we now follow her where she is struggling to make ends meet. Uh, She's very independent. She doesn't want to accept that her father has died to accept the wealth that he left her. And in place of that, she is trying to figure out a way to find him and track him down, believing that he isn't dead. So upon finally deciding to sit down and sign the papers and you know accept that her father is dead she finds that he left her clues to find out where he went uh initially so she would burn all evidence so the information that he had gathered would be gone instead she uses it as a map to find him and that is the basic premise of this movie yeah See, with this one, man, I tried to be fair, okay? Because, like, I usually don't like reboots. I mean, it, if it's been, some, like, a long time in between the last film, like, let's say the recent Evil Dead film, I kind of like that. Because the last, the first one came on, like, what, the, the 80s? The one with Something uh, like Campbell. that, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I kind of like that, you know? Uh, something like this, I mean... I know the original Tomb Raider films with Angelina Jolie were like in the was it was like in two thousand one, so it's like twenty years ago. So it's not it's been a long time, but I was just very I was very wary of this one, man. I don't Alicia. I don't picture her as a Tomb Raider. I don't picture her as a Laura Croft. Yeah, she but, was a very interesting choice. Uh, even after watching the movie, she's still like she doesn't have that uh, Tomb Raider. Or that Laura Croft kind of look about her, uh, especially nah, given how young she is and everything like that. But you got to keep in mind that this movie is based off of the rebooted franchise that is taking a more grounded approach to the series. That See, I was, didn't know that. Yeah, so it was being made by, uh, I want to say it was Edo Studios. I might be butchering that. 
but right. it, it, they basically were rebooting it to bring Tomb Raider to like a new age without you having to have played the last like 20 years of games. So that way hmm. new people could jump into it and start experiencing it for the first time. And this was based heavily on that rebooted one where you have a much you know younger Laura Croft starting out as an explorer and an adventurer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, I understand that that that, that gives me some clarity. Um I guess what I would like to say is I mean Alicia is not bad in this movie it's just she doesn't give a lot she doesn't elevate the material i guess is what i'm trying to say like i like i i it's here's the things with the with these movies and we're going to talk about this one uncharted too the whole rise of like this is how this character got started mm-hmm. that can sometimes be interesting when i've known the story like when we see alicia vikander's laura croft in present day laura croft and not as this is how she got started uh, rather than starting off from that point, because that can be a little tricky, you know, like with Uncharted, I'm not going to speak too much about it, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to see how how Drake got started. Uh, like, I kind of want to see Drake in today's Drake that started with the game I first played. Mm-hmm. Um, Where he's so already like, an adventurer and he already right. has like a footing in this world. Right, right. And that's just my personal preference. But with this film, as I was watching it, man, I was like, okay, all right, we're doing by the numbers here. She's a, she's, she's a, she's, she's, she's a failed boxer. You know, she's got the guy who, who has a crush on her, but won't say anything, which I thought that was going to lead to something, but yeah, it's, it's brought up in the beginning of the movie and never again. (laughs) You just abandoned that plot line. I'm like, okay. Uh, so then, uh, Oh, father, where are you? Overdone father flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, as it was going on, I was like, okay, I'm seeing some action here and there, but where is the real pull of this film that makes it unique? You know what I'm saying? And that, it took a while, man. Like, I got to say, the second half of this film is stronger than its first half. I, I highly agree with that. Uh, basically, as soon as she gets on the island is where the movie really should have started. And they yeah. could have shown us some of the other stuff in like little flashback kind of things, like when she discovers her father, and you know, uh, he's like, "Well, how did you find me?" And then it's a flashback to her, you know, struggling a little bit, and you know, finally signing the docs and getting the puzzle. But yeah, it's a very slow burn start of kind of going, "Hey." This person, you know, she has many troubles. She has money problems. You know, she doesn't want to accept her father's death. You know, she's getting hounded by, you know, her mother. And it's just like, oh, okay, can can we move on? Can we can we get to the adventure part? This is a Tomb Raider movie, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. My, listen, man, I was watching this with my wife, and she's a fan of Angelina Jolie movies. And she was like, when did she start raiding tombs? Yeah, you know, like like she was just confused. Like like, when does the tomb rating start? Um, yeah, man, it was like it t- it took a while to get there. So I want to say um, I like Dominic West as the father. I yes. think Dominic West was was a very good. He gave a good performance as the dad. Walton Goggins, I usually like him as the villain in this one. I think. Well, I thought he was pretty strong. I, I thought I he was a really good villain. 
yeah, because he was intimidating. He had this mystery about him. Like, who was he? Uh, he had like this entire organization behind. There was a lot of mystery about him, which made it very tense when there were scenes where he was in control. Yeah, I thought he was a strong villain. He he, he was a strong villain. I had to rethink that. But um, I got to say, I really did enjoy the, the actual tomb sequences. I feel like those were like the most memorable parts of me when they were finally getting close to like, um, you know, uh, Himiko, the Himiko. Right. Right. And, and it's just like there's this uh, there's this tug of war between her father and uh, Walter Goggins character where he's like, it's a myth, you know, like uh, stop, stop holding on to fairy tales. And he's like, no, the whole whole the whole world, the whole existence is in danger if we go down there. Um, and finally, they do go down there. And I like the puzzles that she ran into while they were uh, excavating that tomb, like the the floor falling. That was a pretty good sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, once they actually enter into the tomb, uh, it, the movie just ramps up very quickly with them getting through. And, you know, like you said, the debate on, you know, it's a myth. You know, she wasn't really some evil person. You know, her tomb is just worth so much because of the legend behind it. But it's not real. And then her father being like, it's it's real. You got to read between the lines. It's not that it's literally she's a demon. It's the fact that, you know, there, there's something else here. It's the fairy tale that surrounds her, but it's still too dangerous and threatening of life to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, the one scene that the, I, I don't see the point of this existence. It only like. It, it only comes back to like make you smile like in the end, but like the scene with Nick Frost in the beginning, where she's trying to uh, what was she pawning? Oh, she was pawning the medallion that uh, her father gave her before he left. Yeah, like that. That scene could have been more fun. I don't know if it could have been more funnier or less hokey, but I was like, this scene is running five minutes past its welcome. Like See- I. I I, I love Nick Frost, so the couple of minutes we got of him in this movie, I, I would take 100%. It didn't bother me so much. Uh, Let me tell you something. I love video games. That doesn't mean I was sold on this movie based on the video game I like. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get what you're saying, but I just I just felt like the whole scene was kind of stupid and, un, and unneeded. Like, it wasn't until, like, that end credit scene where she comes and gets the two guns that I was like, oh, okay, I like that. That's mm-hmm. a... That's a cut back to the, you know, the um the iconic Tomb Raider pose with the two guns. Like, I like that. But I was like, could we have just cut the first scene out and just had that? You know, like, I feel like that scene was just so unnecessary to me. Yeah, it, it was kind of shoehorned in there. Uh, but it, that's a lot of the beginning of this movie. A lot of the scenes are kind of shoehorned in. Uh, like her doing the Fox Run thing. It, mm-hmm. it didn't change anything for the rest of the movie. Uh, you know, her struggling to make ends meet and everything with the job as a delivery or a bike delivery service, a mm. Uber Eats of sorts. It, yeah. it really didn't add anything. The scene where, you know, you have the kid that's like, oh, ask her out. Come on, do it. You should do it. It didn't add anything. It the did. whole beginning really sequence of this movie was they... We're trying to build up this character, and instead they didn't realize 
the better buildup of this character was in the second half. You know, I, yeah, I agree with what you said. I was going to say, I like the final showdown, but I like the final twist at the end. Like that really, maybe I wasn't paying attention enough because I thought everything with her and Anna talking about her dad was filler. But uh, her turn out to be like a villain in the end. I was like, okay, that's a nice setup for a sequel. You know, it's just, go ahead. What were you about to say? It, it definitely, so you weren't missing anything. It was kind of like that reveal toward the end when it mm-hmm. comes to her like realizing and connecting the dots between uh, the organization and her being a part of it. So, but yeah, it, it definitely, this movie does a great job of setting up a sequel that will never happen. <laughs> And you know what? I'm disappointed about that because of who was involved. Um, Misha Green, who created Lovecraft Country and uh, Underground, it was a there was a show on. Um, I believe it was either Epix or uh, I forgot what channel that was on. But Underground was a show about you know the Underground Railroad. It was an action show. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. She was gonna write and direct the sequel, and I was like, oh okay, she's a pretty good writer. Um, but it got scrapped, and I was like. Wow, I would have liked to see how that was going to go. Because I, I would imagine that probably would have been the judgment day to this Terminator. Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, basically since they got all the we need to show the person coming up from their bootstraps kind of moment was all done in this movie, we would actually get like a full-on start at the action, end at the action mm-hmm. kind of movie with the sequel. And yeah, I, I was can honestly say like that was one of the things about this movie that I was most excited for is getting a sequel. And it's literally just earlier this year that they uh, lost the rights to the Tomb Raider franchise, which mm. I think they're still up in the air. I don't think anybody's bought them yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they bought it either. But uh, yeah, man, overall, man, this is by the numbers uh, 2.5 to me. Uh, yeah, it three out of five. It, it's got its charm and everything like that. It's got some good action scenes. Uh, the twist of you know who uh, Himiko really was being that she was a savior, not a devil, because she was mm-hmm. immune to the disease and she was the last carrier of it and everything like that. I like that. Uh, it kind of brings kind of the you know I'm trying to think like the mystery of the Tomb Raider games into the movie where everything's not always as it seems. Okay. okay. I kind of like that. Yeah, I I thought it was okay. Like, I feel like the, the second half isn't stronger enough to me to save the movie, in my personal opinion. I thought it was like, okay, that's a strong second half for me not to be totally disinterested, but I don't think it was enough to save the movie. In my I, I gotcha. Yeah. All right, you know, uh, you ready to move on? I am ready to move on. All right, man. What we got next here is Uncharted. And this is a film by Ruben Flesher, uh, director of Zombieland. And what's the other one I know him for? Not Gangster Squad. That's another movie. But it was another movie he did. Venom. The first Venom. Oh, yeah. He did Venom. Yeah. He actually did both Venoms in both Zombielands. No, Andy Serkis directed the second Venom. Oh, he was executive producer. Yeah. All right, so we got him directing, uh, and we got Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, you know, the, uh, the the iconic video game character, the adventurer, and we got Mark Wahlberg as his uh, as his partner, uh, Sully, Victor Sullivan. So in this film, Nathan Drake is a, a young man who um, 
uh, he's a he, he's a he's a petty thief. You know, he he likes uh, he, he fiends for adventure, you know, but he he's doing petty thief work. He comes across Sully one day when Sully, uh, you know, uh, he knows, of course, Sully knows his brother, but he he uh, he notices uh, Nathan Drake at he like uh, pickpockets a watch from a rich girl or something like that. And um, he basically tells him, like, look, man, do you like adventure? You know, I can I can give you an adventure. Of course, Drake is a little uh, suspect of him, but he eventually agrees. And uh, what we have here is a race against. Um, uh, so it's two sides. It's the side of Drake, Sully and uh, a newcomer of uh, someone that used to work with Sully. Uh, her name is uh, Chloe. And it's them against uh, who are they going against? They're going against a, a billionaire named Santiago, played by Antonio Banderas and uh, his um mercenary leader thug uh braddock and they're both looking for the treasure of the uh magellan magellan is it called the magellan treasure uh, it like i think so yeah okay basically they're racing against each other to retrieve this treasure and um nathan is in the meantime is trying to figure out what happened to his brother and how was sullivan uh connected to what happened to his brother so that's pretty much in a nutshell what you have with Uncharted. It's basically the beginning of how Nathan Drake started to how we see him today in the games, in the video games. So um, overall thoughts, I feel like a role like this, um, dude, I like Tom Holland. I do. But I'm I'm worried that Spider-Man could have pigeonholed him like uh, into too much of the likable lead. Yeah, I kind of agree there. Uh, I, when it comes uh, to this movie, yeah, it's it, Nathan Drake. I don't want young Nathan Drake. Uh, I actually, every, go on. everybody wanted Nathan Fillin, uh, yeah. my man from Firefly. Everybody saw him as it. Yeah. Did you see the little, uh, mini, I think it was a, uh, indie Fair project job. with him. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. Oh, you got to look that one up. It's perfect. Basically, it encapsulates everything that everybody was expecting from like an Uncharted series or movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this seeing young Nathan Drake uh, isn't exactly what I wanted from this movie. You know, Tom Holland does a fine job with it and everything like that. But I, I don't care about seeing him coming up like we talked about with Tomb Raider. It's it's not what we're watching these movies for. I'm watching it for the action. I want to see them get into these crazy puzzles and scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, see with that being said, I liked Tom Holland in this film. You know, I, I think he, I think he did well in the movie. I think he was, um, he, he was, he was my, he was my favorite thing about the movie. Uh, my only thing is that I think we got a lot of the OG Tom Holland in this one where I'm like, okay, so we got Peter Parker as Nathan Drake. Pretty it's much, not yeah. Really, not, it's not really what I signed up for here. But I think Tom can't help it. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, that's where the director came in and was like, no, this is what we want. You know, We, we brought Tom Holland on because we want that you know, character in this movie. Well, let me ask you something. Have you ever seen Tom Holland in another film that wasn't so much like the Peter Parker OG ish stuff? Not like, that I can think of. Might not be a director issue though. It could like 
because even in Onward, which was the animated movie, he kind of still had that same kind of. That's animation. Right, but even then, the voice acting is very similar. But he has to be OG-ish with animation. True. That's required. Right. Um, I was going to say, have you seen The Devil All the Time or Cherry, which are roles that he plays, you know, um, he plays a different type of character. Now, if, if he's different in those films, then I'm like, okay, all right. I, I, I just, I'm worried that Tom doesn't have much range is what I'm saying here. I I, I know, I don't want to dwell on this because we got a whole movie to talk about, but I mm-hmm. feel like a film like this had me a little worried and it was kind of, it was kind of, it confirmed my worries. I was like, man, I don't want to see Tom Holland in another OG. Like his first line in this movie, oh crap. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. But you know, putting that to the side for a while, dude, I was surprised, man. This film actually did keep my attention. Like um, the pacing and the action, the jokes were a little too much at times, but it's kind of. I mean, the corny kind of- jokes is kind of an uncharted thing. That's that's how it goes. If you say if you want to make an excuse for that, that's okay. But you know, it kind of it kind of got a little I, much of me. I at mean, times. you played the games, you know, like the little you know remarks and sarcastic things that Sully and Nate say throughout the games. I guess, man. I guess I'm too busy <laughs> trying to shoot people to worry about oh, the dialogue. <laughs> But uh, wait, they talk I, in the I, video games, <laughs> right? 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 No, I, I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of wisecracks, and that's fair. That's fair. But um, I like the pacing of this man. I feel like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, the chemistry. It, it, I couldn't see it in the beginning, but as the movie went on, I'm like, okay, I kind of see it. Like, uh, I like t- a one liner. A one liner I did like was uh, he's going through his phone. He says, "You have so many apps open, Tinder." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and the look on Marky Mark's face, like I, I own it. Yeah. I own that. <laughs> like I, 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 I felt the chemistry as the film went on. Like I felt the chemistry get stronger and stronger as it went on. I think but, that um, was by design, mostly because in the beginning of the movie, they really don't trust each other. You know, Nathan doesn't really know who Sully is. He's just some stranger that came in and goes, "I know your brother, and I want to help you find him." On the other end, you know, Sully is just using Nathan to try and, you know, get access to the key and figure out where this treasure is. And he really doesn't trust that Nathan's going to stick around either. Yeah, I I hear that. But I feel like even with the jabs they threw at each other, even when not trusting each other, I was like, okay, this is the kind of the kind of corny jokes we got to get through in this film. Um, But uh, I. What what I was gonna say was uh, I like how where it starts off um, when he's you know hanging in the sky you know the all crap uh, moment mm-hmm. I like how when it ends you don't know if he's dreaming or not because it, it cuts back to when he was a kid and his brother um, initially left him right and I like how the film circles back around to that scene and I think that scene is shot so damn well like that's such a well shot action sequence it is and it, it's pretty much almost directly from the third game more or less 
as an action mm. sequence, which I, I like that they kind of took that homage to the games and everything like that. Uh, but at the same time with them playing, oh, this is a prequel. And then it's like, let's take it like a scene from the final game in the series and throw that into this movie. And it's like, okay, you're kind of muddying the waters on what you're saying here for where this game take or where this movie takes place. You know, it, does that mean that this is a new canon to the games or is this still previous to all the games? I, I think you're being a little nitpicky because from someone that's only played just the first game, I wouldn't have known that, and I really wouldn't have cared. I was like, dude, this is just an awesome scene. I, I, I don't care if, like, this happens in the fourth chapter of game three. <laughs> Why is it being put here? Like, I'm like, I don't care, man. I I, I, I thought, like, um, I thought it was a nice, I thought it was a nice insert. I, I thought it was a nice adventure uh, moment. But I wanted to say the way this film is shot, there were some scenes that made it look like it was in the video game. And I wasn't mad at it. It kind of reminded me of Wanted in the way that film was shot. Like it, it felt like you were in the Xbox game, right? And uh, I feel like if that fits this film, oh, very I mean? much the, so. When they're yeah. following like video gamey kind of logic and everything like that, it, it totally works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about the whole thing with the one character, uh, Chloe, who just keeps betraying Nate. Nate, like it gets a little annoying. I'm like, girl, you down with them or not? Like, what, what's what's going on here? Like, I, I kind of got pissed after a while. But one moment that made me go, yeah, that'll show her is when he he wrote he gave her the wrong coordinates. Oh, he put the coordinates in the opposite direction, <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, she's like, uh, sorry, love. Uh, you know, I uh, I I had to go and I had to betray you. He's yeah. like, nope, I betrayed you, and he took it out the bottle. Yeah, I've been betrayed like, yes. enough that I wasn't going to stick around and let it happen again. <laughs> right. I was like, all right, there you go. This kid isn't completely stupid. There you go. So, um, yeah, I like that. I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Um, all in all, man, I think, I think the action was pretty good. I think Antonio Banderas, dude, don't get me wrong. I like Antonio. Some roles I kind of feel like, man, why is he here? Like I, I didn't, he didn't sell me in this movie. He didn't seem menacing. He just kind of seemed yeah. greedy. Yeah, greedy, spoiled child trying to over overthrow his father. Mm-hmm. Um, him killing his dad was a slight shock to me. I was like, okay, why didn't you do that years before? Like, I mean, it, it took until this moment for you to, you know, off your daddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, okay, fine. Uh, I like Joe Braddock. I thought she was a worthy villain. I thought she was pretty cool. I think she was more intimidating than uh, Antonio's character because mm-hmm. she actually was the knife that uh, he used, more or less. So mm-hmm. whenever he needed anything done, she was the one to do it, which made when her it was revealed that she's really in control of everything, it, it kind of goes, oh, okay, so there is danger here. You know? Mm-hmm. Like her appearing in the movie always seemed like more of a threat than when he would appear. His scenes pretty much came down to, but I want the money. The gold belongs to me. And then when she's on screen, it's like, okay, uh, somebody's in danger. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, how did you feel about um, the Scottish dude kind of got on my nerves? Uh Oh, the uh, brute that was... Yeah. 
I liked him when he first showed up, which they showed in the trailer so many times. You know, you are gonna get in the you are in the need for a Scottish opening. He goes, but what did you say? And yeah. then he, he beats him up. And he goes, no, dude, seriously, I don't know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, he works as that joke, but after that, he has too much he's screen on, time. Yeah, he's on he's on welcome after that joke. He 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 overstays his welcome. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind seeing him in the background as like one of the brutes that are still like on the team and stuff. But he didn't need like full on scenes, like the bar scene later on where you know Chloe's trying to figure out how to like get the key to open the door and everything, and Nathan's just pretty much beating him down using wine bottles and vodka bottles Mm -hmm. and yeah it it just didn't like it's a good action scene but it didn't need the comedic effect of him screaming in scottish uh english to you know pull that scene yeah yeah i agree um yeah i mean like i thought this was pretty cool i i i it, it was not the best video game adaptation I've seen, but I wasn't mad at it. At the end of the day, I, I felt like, okay, like I, 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 I had a little bit of Tomb Raider whiplash. I'm like, oh gosh, I gotta see another the making of this great character. But uh, I was like, you know what? This isn't a great start. This isn't a bad start off, start off point because, like, what I like about Tom Holland kind of infused with what i don't like about him it's not really his fault but it's being pigeonholed again into certain roles i like that i like the oh gosh i like the oh goshness of his character because mm-hmm. it, it kind of does look like what a young nathan drake would be yeah like i can say the beginning of this movie when he's like the bartender and everything like that it makes me kind of go I, I wouldn't be okay if we just saw tom holland play like the bartender in the background of a movie where he just has a couple scenes, you know, just doing that whole thing. It works there. And then there's other scenes where it's like, okay, that's that's a little bit over the top for our Tom Holland-ness. Like the auction scene where, you know, he's hanging from the lights and everything like that to cause a distraction. It's like, okay, that's, that's a little much. Uh, but he does have some great lines in this movie that bring some good comedy to it, like mm-hmm. that aren't overdone to me. Uh, one joke being about uh, forcing Sully to get a cat by requesting it for the mission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I like how uh, I was going to say the hang it from the light thing. Uh, mission Impossible did it better. Yeah. Uh, when Tom Cruise is hanging from things. But uh, yeah, I, I, um, I thought it was solid. I like the mid-credit scene about his brother still being alive. I like it about them being caught in the end by an unseen enemy, setting up a sequel, mm-hmm. um, pretty much. And do you know if that's going to happen for this one? So Sony has basically said that they see Uncharted as one of their major franchises. And right. they haven't said specifically that they'll see a sequel for the movie, but that they want to continue uh, with more uncharted content whether basically it was a blanket statement when people are going are we going to get another movie are we going to get another game what are we going to get and they're just going you're, you're going to get something don't worry it, we're we're not abandoning uncharted okay okay uh this is a solid three to me uh i, I put it in the same vein it, it's it's a three it it has its moments it has its downsides um i can say 
when it comes to uh, Maki Mock and his Boston accent, uh, it didn't bother me that much in this movie. I mean, it's I don't I don't hear the accent as much as I used to, uh, but I there were a couple moments in the movie where I was like, yep, there it is. Mockles <laughs> mock, Mockles mock. Um, but I I like that mock that mock. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying mock mock. I, I, I like that mock was a uh, the uh, the they 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 add to the sulliness of like, man, I'm old. I don't want to. I don't want to be running around like this. Like, let let the young buck do it. Right. Yeah. You know, like I like how he was kind of lazy. Like, dude, I'm too old to be doing this. Like on some lethal weapon, Danny Glover type of ish. Right. <laughs> you uh, know. Also, when you know you have uh, Tom Holland mocking him for that and everything like that, with the one scene of I don't know what's cuter, the fact that you care about your cat or that you just said the man from the app. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, man. So I think uh, that pretty much wraps it up with, uh, with 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 Uncharted. I know what I'm leaning with. I'm leading with Uncharted winning this one. What do you got? Uh, so for this one, I also kind of had to lean toward Uncharted. Uh, to me, they both have their faults. They both have you know their gains and everything like that. Uh, when it comes to the actual like adventure of everything, Tomb Raider definitely has a better grasp on that in the second half. Uh, but when it comes to like an overall movie that kind of has good sequences throughout, Uncharted does better with keeping your attention at all times. The puzzle kind of sequences are better done in Uncharted with the keys and where they're yep. going through the city and everything. So it, it wins out. Uh, but at the same time, these both kind of end up strangely having the same issues <laughs> as each other. Right, right. But yeah, I can see that it, it's it's definitely I, I like we said earlier, I want to see a sequel to Tomb Raider. If there's any chance that we could end up seeing that Tomb Raider 2, uh, I, I would absolutely go to the theater to see it. And when Uncharted 2 comes to theaters eventually at some point, I have a hard time believing they wouldn't make a sequel. Uh, I'll be there same way. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Um, well, now I got off the way, and uh, don't ask me to watch these again. <laughs> I, I can't wait until we get the sequels so we can put those up against each other. <laughs> I'll do that. I feel like it's, it's all right. I'll keep up with tradition. I just won't watch these again. <laughs> um, you seen anything lately, man? Uh, beyond these... Uh, I haven't. I do want to start watching that uh, Dahmer series that's on Netflix, though, because I keep hearing about it. I don't think I'm going to check it out, dude. I just I don't know, man. I feel like some dark stuff. I kind of like, why do I want to put I I knew how much of a sick SOB Dahmer was. I don't need to see a dramatization of it. You know, and I know Evan Peters is a great actor, but I'm mm. like, I don't I don't need to see that. Yeah. Uh how about you? With you now going back to the movie theaters, what have you caught? Oh, man. Uh, last thing I saw was The Woman King. Did you and I talk in depth about it? Not yet. Uh, you mentioned that you were going to see it. Oh, dude, I saw it. And let me tell you, man, great, great action. Way better than I expected it to be. Really? I was just on a, out on a date with the missus. Uh, I didn't... 
I didn't know what to expect of the movie. I like Viola Davis. I, you mm-hmm. know, we both like John Boyega. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know what to make. I don't know if this movie's gonna be good. You know, like, um, you know, like strong Amazon women. Well, no, strong warrior women. Excuse me, not Amazons. Um, you know, uh, I was like, okay, it could be good. It was great action, man. Okay, it was it was solid action. Um, I would thoroughly recommend it. I would give it. I don't know about a five out of five, but I would definitely give it when I got out of there, I, I gave it a strong 4.5. Okay. So it, it's definitely high on the list. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely high on the list um, for recommendation, but I strongly suggest if you catch it on streaming or at an independent theater somewhere up there, you, you need to see God's country with uh Newton. I, I, I've been telling you since Sundance, that movie is awesome. Yeah, did that one start coming into theaters now? I think it did. I don't know if it's up your way. Um, I don't even know if it's down here because the last thing I saw was Woman King, but uh, it it definitely did come out. Okay, uh, I'll have to probably wait until that comes to streaming though, because when it comes to some of those indie or projects, they just don't hit theaters the same, or they hit it at some of the strangest times, like two p.m. on a Thursday at AMC is the only showing for some movies, and it's like. But I'm working during that time. Who, who are somebody. the people that are able to make that time slot? Dude, what a difference of um, two or three months make. Or what a difference COVID makes. Dude, mm-hmm. the nacho cheese at AMC sucks now. Oh, does it? Yeah, man. We, we got some nacho cheese with uh, uh, pretzels. And the pretzels are, are still okay. But like the nacho cheese was just like, I don't like this. So do you think it's the COVID that, you know, hit your taste buds or do you think it's, you know, just that they changed the oh, no, recipe? No, 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 no. My, my taste buds are back to normal. I was saying I was making a joke, like what a difference oh. of not going to the movies for a long time makes. Oh, <laughs> um, and I was like, because they got a new product of natural cheese is what I mean to say. Oh, okay. it's not the same product. I'm like, I don't like this new product. This gave away my whole incentive to uh, eat pretzel bites now. Just start bringing your own cheese. You know, bring in a baggie, and when they're like, do you want the cheese dip? And you just go, no, I brought my own, but I'll still take the pretzel bites. That's doing too much, man. My mom used to do that, man. <laughs> we, we used to bring in whole McDonald meals to the Into theater, the man. Theater. <laughs> right, right, in her big purse. Uh, and I, no, one, no one questions it. They're like, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't – that's not that deep to me. But um, I, did you see Don't Worry Darling? I know you wanted to see it. I, I want to see it still. I haven't gotten a chance. The last week, I've literally been so busy every day. I haven't had a chance to even like wander out of the house or turn on any TV or do anything. Hmm. All right. I got you. Uh, you know what's intriguing to me? I kind of want to see Smile. It looks so stupid, but I kind of want to see it. Is that the one with the trailer where... Uh, it, has like the girl knocking on the window and then her head like falls off like to the car window or something. No, I don't think that's it. It's about the one where everyone's smiling. Like literally everyone is doing like a creepy smile. Yeah. It's a horror movie, right? Yeah. I don't see anything about heads falling off, but uh, yeah, I, I think it is a horror movie. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else that happens to have a trailer around the same, but yeah. That that one it, it sounds interesting, but at the same time, you know, it that seemed like a streaming movie to me. I've seen some surprising good uh, reviews about it, so that's why I'm kind of intrigued. 
but uh you know time will only tell uh what you've been watching on anything on tv lately have you have you seen the new season of atlanta i haven't tuned in yet um i have been watching it and i i'm liking it so far so i still need to watch last week's episode and then this week's episode of course uh but i've caught a couple of them and i love how the first episode starts off okay so is it like so far better than three or like on the same wavelength as three so it's kind of on the same wavelength as three but because they're back in america and everything like that uh or back in atlanta it kind of feels more back to like season two vibes with like the atmosphere of or the atmosphere of season two with the vibes of season three i gotta say man uh I've yet to see an episode that rivals either Teddy Perkins or Woods. Like those are like two of my favorite episodes of the series so far. I haven't gotten to this new season yet. Teddy Perkins is just—I don't think anything will ever beat that one. That—that's the peak of the series right there. Yeah, I know. That's like everyone's Ozzy Mendez when they talk about Breaking Bad. I—I I, I know that's like the top top show, top episode. That's like Bagman mm-hmm. to like a uh, Better Call Saul. Um, I really like Woods though. I think Woods is a great story for like Alfred. Uh that that's Paperboy, right? Paperboy yeah. is Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh I like Teddy Perkins. Everyone loves Teddy Perkins. Um but yeah, I, I uh I don't know, man. I'm um I'm I'm intrigued to watch the new season I and I'm intrigued to watch uh Donald Glover's new show coming up, uh Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, does he have a new show coming up? Yeah, he's going to um, adapt Mr. and Mrs. Smith into a series. It was initially going to be him and um, Phoebe Waller-Bridges, I think her name is. Homegirl from uh, that show everybody loves. It, it was on a, it's a British show. Man, I, oh, Fleabag. Oh, um, okay. She was initially going to be in it, but she dropped out. So I think someone else is taking her place. But uh, yeah, he's adapting uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith for Amazon. Oh, he'll also be in the uh, upcoming community movie. Apparently, I thought he wasn't going to be in it. They said he was in and wasn't in the cast. Uh, so he was tagged in a couple things. I think it's like up in the air of he if he's involved or not. Uh, but I know like when a couple of the people were talking about it, like on Twitter that are a part of it and everything like that, like Joe McHale, he tagged him in the post. So oh, okay. So Do maybe he's a part of it, or maybe he's going to be a side part of it, not like fully in, but he'll make an appearance. You know, I still haven't gotten into that show, man. I think I saw like the first two episodes when it was really fresh. And you know, with a comedy with a comedy series first season, nine times out of ten, you shouldn't judge it off the first season. Right. Cause I've heard people say, Oh, dude, it gets so much better. And I'm like, I, I don't doubt it. I just like I've only seen like the first two episodes and I was like, oh, okay, All right. Um, Yeah, I still haven't gotten into that show, but I know it's a cult classic. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing with a lot of series with the first season, especially comedies, is that first season's all taped back to back. So by the time it starts airing and everything, they don't know what will and won't work out and they can start adapting what is working out in the second season and onward. The one thing I regret, man, I shouldn't have started my wife off with season one of The Office because that just that just turned her off so much. She's like, I don't know why you love this show. This is boring. 
I'm like, no, you got to understand, this is British cringe comedy, but they go, they turn to American comedy as it goes on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, imagine telling somebody if they read two books and they, they hate the series, oh, you got to wait until book three. Right. That's when it really sails off. Like, but why am I wasting my, why am I wasting my time with 600 pages? Why don't I just go straight to book three? Like, you know. Mm. Well, you won't so, understand the characters and their motivations because that's right, all in the right. first two seasons. But the first two seasons suck. Yeah, but you still got to be there for the... Can you just give me a clip show of what I need to know from it? <laughs> if I was a high... If I was a very experienced video editor, I would do that for her. Like, just create that would a clip be a show of the first two seasons? That would be a Valentine's Day present. I want you to watch these clips so you can understand <laughs> why The Office is funny. So you, just, so you can watch it with me more often. Yeah, I brought the first two seasons down to about an hour and a half. <laughs> just watch this, and then we can start watching the good stuff. Right, right. Um, what I said with me, man, uh, I haven't really seen anything new. Um, I know I've been reading, um, told you about this. I've been reading Brandon Sanderson, uh, one of the authors that finished the Wheel of Time series, the last three books. Yep. Uh, he has a great fantasy novel called Elantris that I've started reading. That's a pretty good read, man. If you like uh, fantasy literature, I'd say whenever you put your foot in that, uh, check him out. Yeah, I got to get back into reading because before I was reading, you know, every night before bed and stuff, but it was getting to the point that, you know, I was up until like midnight, 1230 at night still reading instead of it being like my calming down thing. It just ended up so good. Right. So it was like, okay, I got to stop this. So I stopped and like I haven't found that time in the day where it's peak reading time because otherwise it's like. I'll get home and I'll be like, okay, let me just read some comics real quick. And next thing I know, I'm looking up and it's 9 p.m. And it's like, I still have to make dinner. <laughs> right, right. I understand. Yeah, like, yeah, it does get addictive sometimes. But I think when you uh, when you pace it out right, it, uh, it ends up being, it, it, it's good for you. Right. Oh, I fully agree. You should read and everything. It's just I get too ingrained into it and all of a sudden, you know, life stops around me and eventually I look up and it's like, Oh, it's Thursday, huh? Oh, okay. I guess I missed work <laughs> for two days. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's where audiobooks come in. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I was nice. doing that before with uh, audiobooks when I would drive to work and stuff like that. And uh, then I stopped driving. <laughs> See, I don't think a drive to work is enough for me to listen to an audiobook. Like, I feel like that's enough for a podcast. An audiobook is something I kind of need with me all day. Okay. See, the audiobook is how I uh, got through, what was it, Hitchhiker's uh, Guide to the Galaxy. See, that's the one I've always heard is uh, worth a read. It's like, they, they call it a great fantasy comedy series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I highly agree with that. I really have high hopes for the Hulu series that's coming eventually. Okay, all right, I'll get that, I'll get that, uh, I'll keep my eye out for that. Yeah, I don't think there's been any news since they basically went, it's going to happen. And then after that, it's just been radio silence since then. Hmm. All right. Maybe so. All right, y'all. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Uh, this has been another great episode of DFV. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. And uh, take it easy. <laughs>